you're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. In their century and a half of existence, the Ninth Legion Hispana had a lengthy and storied military history. They served across the length and the breadth of the Roman Empire, from the Balkan Peninsula and the German frontier to the British city of York. Sometime around the year 120, the Legion vanishes from the historical record. Numerous theories exist on what happened to them, but their true fate is unknown. I'm Andrew Gable, and this is episode 70, The Lost Ninth. Arthur Matchen once wrote that strange things are lost and forgotten in obscure corners of the newspaper. Welcome to Forgotten Darkness, a podcast that will aim to prove that that statement is true. episode is one I've really had fun researching and putting together. Not only is it one of my favorite time periods, but it's a mystery not often addressed anymore, and there are several interesting possibilities as to what might have taken place. This episode will probably feel a bit different than other episodes, or at least it did to me writing it. It felt more densely historical and a bit less speculative than normal. In many ways, It reminded me of the episode I did on the Franklin Expedition and the ships on the ice recently. Well, anyway, let's get on with the story. The first records of the Ninth Legion come from the days when Rome was still a republic. The Social War or Marsic War marked the last gasp of non-Roman tribes on the Italian peninsula and the assimilation of tribal territories into the republic. During this war, a Ninth Legion though it's unclear whether or not this was the same Ninth Legion with whom we're concerned, but a Ninth Legion took part in the siege of Asculum in 90 BC. Asculum was the ancient name of the Italian city of Ascoli Piceno. In this battle, they were commanded by the general Pompeius Strabo, the father of famed Roman military leader Pompey the Great. Seemingly, this same Ninth Legion was stationed in Cisalpine Gaul, which corresponds to modern northern Italy. Signs seem to indicate that they were in Aquileia, a town on the northern coast of the Adriatic Sea, an Italian frontier town, where they likely guarded the Roman heartland against incursions by the Illyrians, a name referring to the Balkan peoples of the former Yugoslavia and Albania. When Julius Caesar became the regional prefect of Cisalpingal, previous to his formation of the empire, He assumed command of this legion, among others, and utilized them in the Gallic Wars. Later, 
and the civil war during which Caesar consolidated his power, the Ninth Legion fought in further engagements on the Balkan Peninsula in Greece, but was disbanded by Caesar following his ascension. The legion was reorganized by Caesar's adoptive son Octavian, who sent them to Sicily to battle the rebellion of Sextus Pompeius, the son of Pompey the Great, and, ironically, the grandson of their former commander. Under Octavian, known as Augustus Caesar after his own ascension to the throne, the legion began to be known as Hispana, after they were stationed in that province and took part in the Cantabrian Wars. These wars were fought against the Cantabri and the Asturs, two Celtic tribes inhabiting the coast of northwestern Spain in the foothills of the Pyrenees. After the defeat of these two, the Roman hold on Spain was at least strengthened, if not ever truly absolute. After their time in Spain, the legion was moved northward, to another area that was to prove difficult, to say the least, for the Romans, the German frontier. The province of Germania Inferior, that section of the Netherlands south of Amsterdam, roughly, was firmly under Roman control. The western border, known as the Limes Germanicus, or the German frontier. The reach of Rome extended generally to the Rhine River in the west. The frontier consisted also of the northeastern border of the province of Germania Superior, which comprised much of the German state of Baden-Württemberg, as well as Switzerland and parts of France. It seems to be while they were stationed here that the disastrous Battle of Teutoburg Forest took place in 9 AD. Arminius, the son of Segamaris, a German chieftain, had been sent with his brother to live with the Romans as tribute by his father. Arminius received a Roman military education, but while on the surface allied with the Romans, he was working behind the scenes, forging an alliance of German tribes. It would seem that the Ninth was among the legions taken off the German frontier and sent to Pannonia, which is the region of Austria and Hungary, which led to the three legions that were left being decimated by the German tribes through a mixture of their own guerrilla tactics and Arminius's familiarity and ex exploitation of Roman military tactics. The Roman historian Cassius Dio says that upon the disaster at Teutoburg, Emperor Augustus rent his garments, as some report, and mourned greatly, not only because of the soldiers who had been lost, but also because of his fear for the German and Gallic provinces, and particularly because he expected that the enemy would march against Italy and against Rome itself. By 43 AD, we find the first records of the Ninth Legion in Britain. They seem to have been engaged in a battle with the Welsh chieftain Caraticus, either at Sare Caradog in Shropshire, or in the Malvern Hills. During the famous revolt of Boudicca, warrior queen of the Iceni, the Ninth Legion suffered a crushing defeat at the Battle of Camulodunum, or today's Colchester. As described in Book 14 of Tacitus's Annals, the victorious enemy met Metpatilius Serialis, commander of the Ninth Legion, as he was coming to the rescue, routed his troops, and destroyed all his infantry. Serialis escaped with some cavalry into the camp, and was saved by his fortifications. Tradition popularly has it that Boudicca fell in, the, fell in battle in the area of King's Cross, in London. In fact, urban legend places Boudicca's grave beneath the platform of King's Cross Station. However, 
Historian Walter Thornbury sees both pros and cons to this tradition. As London tradition is steadily affirmed, here was fought the great battle between Suetonius Paulinus, the Roman general, and Boadicea, the queen of the Iceni. It is still doubtful whether the scene of the great battle was so near London, but there is still much to be said in its favor. The arguments pro and con are worth a brief discussion. Tacitus describes the spot with his usual sharp, clear brevity. Suetonius, he says, chose a place with narrow jaws, backed by a forest. Now, the valley of the fleet between Pentonville and Gray's Inn Lane, backed by the great northern forest of Middlesex, undoubtedly corresponds with this description. But then Tacitus, always clear and vivid, makes no mention of the river fleet, which would have been most important as a defense for the front and flank of the Roman army, and this raises up serious doubts. Other historians state that the King's Cross area was the site of a battle fought during the Viking invasions of Britain, and that the battle described by Tacitus likely took place somewhere in the West Midlands along the Roman road called Watling Street. Another of their British exploits was participation in the invasion of Caledonia, or Scotland, undertaken by the British provincial governor, Agricola, in about 83 AD. Here they narrowly avoided defeat at the hands of the Scots. Tacitus describes this in his biography of Agricola, who says the Scots, with their whole force attacked by night the Ninth Legion, as being the weakest, and cutting down the sentries, who were asleep or panic-stricken, they broke into the camp. And now the battle was raging within the camp itself, when Agricola, who had learnt from his scouts the enemy's line of march and had kept close on his track, ordered the most active soldiers of his cavalry and infantry to attack the rear of the assailants, while the entire army were shortly to raise a shout. Soon as standards glittered in the light of the daybreak. A double peril thus alarmed the Britons, while the courage of the Romans revived, and feeling sure of their safety, they now fought for glory. In their turn, they rushed to the attack, and there was a furious conflict within narrow passages of the gates till the enemy were routed. The Ninth later participated in another battle of the Caledonian invasion, the Battle of Mons Graupius, which seems to have taken place somewhere in the Grampian Mountains, but the exact location is unclear. After returning to Britannia proper, the Ninth rebuilt the legionary fortress at Eboricum, or York, in 108 AD, their name being found inscribed on a stone tablet in the ruins of said fortress. And this is the end of their British career. For a long time, it was thought that the Ninth Legion vanished after the fortress was built, as no more records of them could then be found. From 1854 to 1856, German historian Theodore Mommsen penned a history of the Roman Empire, which says of Britannia that, Under Hadrian there was a terrible catastrophe here, apparently an attack on the fortress of Eboricum, and the annihilation of the legion stationed there, the very same ninth that had fought so unluckily in the Boudigan Revolt. Momsen's hypothesis of the Ninth having been decimated in some great military defeat held sway for years, and it was given heft to by a statement made to Marcus Aurelius sometime around 160 AD, when historian Marcus Cornelius Fronto said, When your grandfather Hadrian held imperial power, what great numbers of soldiers were killed by the Jews, what great numbers by the Britons, 
This statement is also thought by some to allude to the idea of the Ninths having been destroyed while in England, some even feeling that the construction of Hadrian's Wall around 122 AD was a direct response to a military disaster, quite possibly the same one which destroyed the Ninth Legion. Rosemary Sutcliffe's 1954 novel, The Eagle of the Ninth, follows up on this theory, having it that the Ninth Legion was sent back into Caledonia, where they were annihilated by a coalition of tribes. In the novel, the eagle which graced the Legion's standard is retrieved. Sutcliffe said that she got the idea for the novel from hearing about the discovery of a Roman eagle at Silchester, known in Roman times as Caliva Atrabatum, in 1866, and accounts of the Caledonian excursions of Agricola. The eagle is currently on display at the Reading Museum, where it is noted that the eagle is not thought to have been a legionary one, but likely was from a temple of Jupiter. The novel has been filmed a few times, and the theory of the legion's annihilation by the Scots has been one of the more prominent since the time it was written. However, in 2015, several artifacts were found which placed the Ninth Legion back in Germania Inferior, or more specifically at Novio Magus Batavorum, which is today Nijmegen in the Netherlands, around 120 AD. This invalidated the theory that they were destroyed while in Britain. But that theory holds on, although it has been disproven, and most accounts of the Ninth Legion's disappearance take it as fact that they disappeared on the British frontier. This has also been the case with most fictional works deriving from the story of the Ninth Legion. Cassius Dio, writing around 197, gives a list of currently existing legions in his Roman history, and does not list the Ninth. So it seemingly disappeared sometime between 120, the time of the Nijmegen finds, and 197. Where could the legion have gone? There are several possibilities about that. First, and most unpopular, is the theory of it simply having been numbered inaccurately. First proposed by Theodore Momsen, this theory holds that a Mithraic inscription found at Aquileia, made by a Lucius Septimius Cassianus, who it was said was standard-bearer for the Sixth Legion Hispana, actually referred to the Ninth Legion. To understand how, we need to look at how the names of the legions were typically written. The names were formatted as Legio, Roman numeral, and then the nickname, Hispana in the case of the Ninth. Roman numerals, I found, I've found, were actually rather inconsistent at times, so whereas the numbering for ninth would typically be IX, it was also at times written VIIII. The Aquilean inscription lists the sixth as IIIIII. Momsen's hypothesis is that the first two I's may have been a mistranscribed V, and so the sixth was the ninth. But, it has been, but it's been pointed out by other historians that the inscription might just as easily refer to the Sixth Legion Victrix, which had seen quite a bit of action on the Spanish peninsula and could have been referred to as Hispana. I hope that all made sense. Second is that the legion may have been destroyed during the Fifth Parthian War, fought under the Emperor Marcus Aurelius, beginning in about 161 AD. The 71st book of Cassius Dio's history says that King Vologasus IV of the Parthian Empire had begun the war by hemming in on all sides the Roman legion under Severianus 
that was stationed at Elegea, a place in Armenia, and then shooting down and destroying the whole force, leaders and all. Now, of course they would say the Parthians started it. The Romans especially seem to have had a bit of a habit of always saying it was the other guy. But at any rate, the Parthian Empire, which ruled much of modern-day Iran and the rest of the Middle East, was engaged in a lengthy series of wars with the Romans for two centuries over territories in the Middle East and Asia Minor. It has been theorized that the destroyed legion in this case was referring to the Ninth. In the end, the Parthians were defeated and forced to cede to the Romans a parcel of land in northern Mesopotamia. A third possibility is that the Ninth was involved in the Second Jewish Revolt in 132 AD. Sixty years earlier, in a previous Roman-Jewish conflict, the city of Jerusalem had been destroyed, and relics from some of that city's temples were taken back to Rome. The Romans had constructed a new city, Aelia Capitolina, on the ruins of Jerusalem, and a temple of Jupiter was built on the Temple Mount. Quinus Tineus Rufus, also known as Rufus the Evil in rabbinical sources, the governor of Judea, tried to subdue the early stages of a revolt among the Jews responding to the Roman construction. The revolt was led by a man named Simon Bar Kokhba, who declared himself to be the Messiah before meeting an uncertain end several years later. It is known that several Roman legions were relocated to Judea to aid in quelling the revolt. At least one of these, the 10th Legion Freedom Census, sustained heavy casualties. Fourth, it was merged with another. Cassius Dio says in his history, in his list of currently active, as of 197, legions, that others were merged with various legions by Augustus himself and by other emperors, in consequence of which, such legions have come to bear the name Gemina. Four Gemina legions are listed, two in Pannonia, one in Dacia, which is Romania, and one in Spain. One of the possibilities for the conflict in which the Ninth Legion vanished is an insurrection among the Danube, probably one of the lead-ups to the Marcomannic Wars. These were a series of conflicts with the Marcomanni, the Iazyges, and several other Germanic tribes living in the vicinity of what is now the Czech Republic. Two of the Gemina legions were based in Pannonia, as I said, and the proximity of Pannonia to the lands of the Marcomanni and Iazyges leads one to consider the possibility that the Ninth Legion suffered heavy losses in one of these conflicts, and was merged with one of the other legions stationed in the area. Another interesting facet of this mystery, though, is that at about the same time that the Ninth disappeared from the record, another legion, the 22nd Diotariana, also disappears. The last confirmed mention of the 22nd legion was in 119, with a controversial inscription found on an aqueduct in Caesarea dated from around 133. This would suggest that the 22nd may have been disbanded or even destroyed during the Bar Kokhba revolt, with an outside possibility that it could have been the unnamed legion annihilated by the Parthians. The idea of their being destroyed in the Middle East is more likely, however, and is maybe given credence by the letter from Marcus Cornelius Fronto, alluding to heavy losses during that revolt. The disappearance of the Ninth Legion is one of the more unsung mysteries. It's one that hasn't been much discussed for years. 
It seems to have been generally thought of as solved with the advancement of the Caledonian theory. However, as shown here, that's not necessarily the case. In any way, thinking of a mystery as solved, based on the publication of a fictional account, based on real facts as it may have been, is irresponsible. The disappearance of the 22nd around the same time adds another layer to the mystery. Perhaps one day we'll know what fate befell the 9th Legion Hispana. But not today. And that's the end of this episode. As always, a list of sources consulted for this episode can be found in the show description, and photos associated with this week's story will be on my Instagram at Forgotten Darkness. If you have a question, comment, or if you know a lesser-known story that you'd like to see covered, leave a comment on the podcast page, post to the Facebook page at Forgotten Darkness Podcast, or send it to our email at ForgottenDarkness77 at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Forgotten Darkness Podcast, and you can DM me ideas there. I also now have a Patreon at patreon.com slash forgdark. That's F-O-R-G-D-A-R-K. And there's links to all these pages in the show description as well. So until next time, this is Andrew, signing off. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.